moron won't stop speeding, so I threw a fake baby in the road to teach him a lesson. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. This story is my uncle's, but it's a good one, so I thought I'd share it with you. This was about 20 years ago, give or take. My uncle lived in a residential neighborhood with many kids. The speed limit was 25 miles per hour on his road. His daughter, son-in-law, and granddaughter, Coco, let's call her, lived across the street. The granddaughter was around four at the time and would randomly wander across the street to see her grandpa and go to his house. Yes, my cousin was not a good mom. The first of many signs being that she let her pre-K-age daughter just walk off on her own. Lucky, Coco was a good kid and only went straight to my uncle's house, or this could be an awful missing child story. Sadly, some people think it's okay to speed in residential neighborhoods, even where there might be children playing. This one crazy speeder in a new decked out Camaro came flying through the neighborhood every day around 50 to 60 miles per hour. Drove my uncle crazy. Screaming at him to slow down didn't deter him. Children at play signs didn't deter him. Calling the cops did nothing. Cars parked curbside on this street and kids lived all around here. Anything could happen. A kid could dart out between parked cars into the street chasing a ball that got away. Someone could get hurt very easily. Even worse, well, worse in my family at least, Coco could could be walking over to see my uncle and this guy at this speed wouldn't be able to stop in time. So my uncle thought about it for a while on how to get this guy to slow down. My uncle is normally an act now, think about it later type. So I'm impressed he plotted something rather than just throwing a hammer and breaking out the windshield. But my uncle wanted to make sure this guy really got the message that he didn't need to be anywhere so fast that he endangered lives. Endangering lives. Yeah, that's the idea. You see, uncle had an old covered baby carriage from when Coco was an infant. She used it to play with her dolls. This Camaro guy had a pretty predictable schedule. So my uncle took the carriage with a doll in it outside and hid in front of his car, parked at the curb where he knew Camaro guy couldn't see him. According to schedule, Camaro guy would be coming the opposite direction. So he would be seeing the rear of my uncle's car from his vantage. My uncle was in front. Uncle heard the Camaro coming, waited a moment as he neared, and pushed the carriage into the road. For added dramatic effect, my cousin was nearby and screamed, the baby catch the carriage. Camaro guy had no time to react and plowed into the carriage, sending the doll flying. Uncle and cousin ran for the doll like it was a baby, freaking out and looked at the driver. The jerk didn't stop but you could tell he was freaked. Uncle said he turned pale and turned at the nearest corner one house down and off his normal route to get out of there. Well, reason stands that the guy must have figured out he didn't kill a baby in a hit and run because that would be in the news. But we never know for sure. What we do know is that that guy never came through the neighborhood again at any speed, and he was spotted a number of times at local public bus stops waiting for the bus. I was in that area about five years ago with my uncle, and he pointed out someone on the bus bench waiting and started laughing, telling me it was the Camaro guy waiting for a bus again. As I said before, this happened around 20 years ago, and we saw him five years ago. I guess that scared him out of driving for life. I think he got the message. So, was my uncle the jerk? Well, you know what they say, desperate times call for desperate measures. That being said, I'm pretty sure you've scarred this guy for life by the sound of it. It is kind of unfortunate that it had to come to that for him to learn his lesson, but he was putting people's lives in danger. Young children at that. This does feel like an elaborate plan they came up with, though. I can't say this would have been my first thought.
My anti-vax mom threatened to not pay for my college if I got a flu shot. So to preface, I, a 17-year-old female, am an incoming freshman in college. I'm going to a UC, won't say which for obvious reasons, but I got into the school's semi-competitive engineering program, and it was one of my top choices for college. I absolutely loved the school. Unfortunately, the UC system just instituted a new rule that all students need to get a flu shot before they can attend. My mom, 50-year-old female, has been incredibly upset about this for the past two days. She called me up about an hour ago to talk about how I wanted to deal with the problem of having to get a flu shot. She was asking me to reconsider going to another college halfway across the country because they don't require flu shots. The school is not nearly as good in terms of engineering, it's a long way away, and it's very expensive for out-of-state students. I have zero desire to go there. I told her this wasn't the hill I wanted to die on. I don't think getting a flu shot is really that big of a deal, and I certainly don't want it to be the reason I end up not going to my top choice college. She got kind of angry with me and basically implied that she wouldn't pay for me to attend college if I got the shot. I would be completely on my own. And she said, why don't you march your protest yourself? I organized a Black Lives Matter march in our city back in June, so she's referencing that. Down to City Hall. I'm sure you can find people who will protest with you. And I responded, I'm not sure I want to associate with those people, which I know was super mean and sounds awful to me in hindsight, but she started crying and hung up on me after I said that. My mom and I seem to be at odds about everything now. She was upset with me for organizing the Black Lives Matter march, she doesn't like most of my political views, and she's even threatened to burn a book I was reading by Richard Dawkins about evolution because he advocated cannibalism. What? And she seems to vaguely think evolution is a lie, despite not being religious so far as I can tell. I also had to get a series of vaccinations in ninth grade to attend my high school, which my dad took me to get and which my mom is still extremely upset about almost four years later. I feel like this whole disaster is going to be the final straw though. I just really need some advice on how to deal with this before she comes home from work and gets super mad and starts yelling at me. Edit. Okay, I just want to add, because people keep suggesting this, I can't exactly go behind her back here and get the shot on my own. Like, physically, yes, I can walk to Walgreens and get it. But being allowed to go to college equals got the flu shot. She'll know. And therein lies the problem. Also, I know my mom sounds kind of bad on paper or on Reddit, but she really is a loving and caring person who's attempting to look out for me in her own way. So please stop with the name calling. I came here asking for help, not asking for you to crap on my mom. It's just not helpful or productive. But now let me ask, am I the jerk? That's an easy no from me. Unfortunately, there is still a lot of misinformation spread around the internet that leads anti-vaxxers to believe there are issues with vaccines and flu shots and things like that. But regardless of what you choose to believe, this is the school your daughter wants to go to. All it will take is a flu shot. One shot. She has no problem with it. Most people don't have a problem with it. All you need to do is accept it this one time. And then your daughter can continue to go on and be happy and do what she wants to do for the rest of her life. I really do feel like that's a win-win. The amount of cons that come along with the mother's alternative just don't make it worth it. Especially for the daughter. After I do 60% of the group project, they try to oust me? No, no. This happened about 12 years ago while I was studying aeronautical engineering. Due to some money-grubbing legislation tactics, most who have gone to college know about the unnecessary courses that are tacked on to degrees in order to graduate. One of those courses for my degree was a business class. Seriously, you'd think these guys would understand that most engineers don't do the business side of things. Thankfully, we had a teacher who was understanding of the fact that many of us were bored out of our minds in class. 
I'll admit to always having been a geek slash nerd who loved to make good grades. If I don't understand something, I run at it hard to try and change that. This class stumped me for quite some time and then a nightmare of a project was announced, one worth 50% of our grades. The school was a small one, the class a little more than 30 people, and I was assigned to work with three people I knew from other classes. We had problems straight away. Two of the people remembered me from a calculus class that they had barely passed as the person who sailed easily through and decided to dump their portion of the work on me straight away, knowing I wouldn't allow myself to fail. They were right. At first, my other group member tried to pick up the slack as well, pulling hard to do a difficult project in a subject we barely understood. I'll admit she was a trooper. Unfortunately, she was also someone easily manipulated, and our two slacking group members began applying pressure during the semester for her to take the work and allow them to present it. The day of the project finally comes in and I'm sick as a dog, pretty much quarantined in the clinic due to bronchitis. I managed to send a message to the teacher. The two slackers managed to wrangle the presentation from the girl who worked with me and presented it to the class, declaring that they had done all of the work and I was skipping class because they had told me that they were going to tell the teacher what happened. My initial grade was an F. I was beyond peeved until I realized something important. Part of the project involved a written report, of which I held the only copy since I was the one to type it up. Cue the revenge. Privately, I went to the teacher with my notes in the report in order to get the grade I earned and to get him in on the plot. He agreed since it seemed fun and he planned to fail them anyway for academic dishonesty. Publicly, there was no report. The classmates that had attempted to take all the credit began to approach me, first demanding the report. Most of the time, my response was, but I didn't do any work, in a sickly sweet voice. Next, they attempted to act all buddy-buddy, trying to convince me that it had all been a joke and promising that they'd tell the professor that I had done some work giving me some credit so that I had the possibility to pass. This was met with stony silence on most occasions before I told them I'd rather fail than let them pass. Things escalated after that to include the door of my dorm room being wrapped on at odd hours of the night, shoving, and them stealing my backpack and notebooks in order to try and find the report themselves. One of them even asked my roommate to let them search for a report I had written and forgotten for our group. Didn't have her as my roommate the following semester. Things finally came to a head on the last week of classes. I had held out on them for a month not telling any of my groupmates what I had done and enough time had elapsed that even if they were to turn in the report now, it would be so late that they'd still have failed. They hadn't even attempted to do the report themselves and the girl who had been working with me was in hysterics over the very real possibility of failing the class. It was what the teacher and I had been waiting for and he finally decided to return the reports. The two slackers glared daggers at me as the teacher returned the report of every other group in the class before stomping in front of them. He was holding what looked to be one extra report and they were immediately looking hopeful. He set a single sheet of paper on one of their desks before moving to the desk of the girl who had worked alongside me and set the report on her desk. I had to dock some points for dishonesty, but you and your partner did decently, he stated before moving on. My partner realized what I had done. We only got an 82 in our project but it was far better than the zero that our ex-groupmates received. I had been carefully documenting the harassment that the two slackers had put me through and ensured several witnesses saw some of what they did. Two days after being informed that they were failing, the pair had a new problem. I gave the evidence to the administration of our school and the teacher reported the academic dishonesty. The administration did a bit of digging and found that the pair had been making trouble for some time and a number of students reported similar problems of having their work stolen. The slackers were expelled. So... Am I the jerk? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. 
In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, my friend, are a legend. This is almost too good. I feel like this is a perfect example of the exact level of justice for the exact crime, which doesn't come along very often, I feel. A lot of the time, people tend to go overboard the other way or didn't give it the attention it really deserved. This one, I feel we nailed it. Didn't want to do any of the work on the report? Fail the class. Choose to bully and extort and blackmail and break into people's rooms and try and steal stuff? Get expelled. It just works. I love the original poster for coming up with this whole scheme and great on the teacher for joining in. Couldn't have done it without you. Karen wasn't exactly happy about the kind of help I was offering her. So, happened about a week ago. I had a meeting at work and was recently promoted, so I decided to wear a collared company shirt I bought a couple years back with slacks and a nice set of professional shoes. My wife had given me a honey pickup list, so after the meeting, I stopped by America's favorite two-in-every-town store, Faldart. Now, it was a small list, three easily carried items, so I didn't even grab a cart or anything. As I'm moving through an aisle to grab the first thing, a sweet little old lady asks for my help reaching something on a top shelf. No problem, she asked nicely. I'm tall and I don't actually mind helping. My wife will actually see people having issues and volunteer me from time to time. It's all cool. As I hand it to her and she smiles thanking me, I get tapped on the shoulder. One of those bony nun finger type of taps. Hey, come with me. You need to take care of your employee. Now, I instantly realized I must look like a manager and a Karen found me. Still, I'm sorry ma'am, I don't work here. I don't care if you're corporate or local. Follow me. Screw it. This could be fun. So I followed her and a couple of miles away is a lady tasked to do shopping for those online orders with four partially filled totes. I can't find my stuff and she won't show me where it is. You need to reprimand this employee. Poor employee tried to keep smiling despite looking so tired and fed up with life in general. Ma'am, I'm sure she's just following the directions of her boss, but I don't work here. It does seem that you need some help though. Do you need my help? As I said that, I pulled down and straightened the chest of my shirt in case of wrinkles and pointed to the slogan under the company crest. Helping individuals with disabilities and living independent and fulfilling lives. I really do love helping people and work for a company that works with people with mental and physical disabilities. She glanced down, got a confused look on her face, and looked back up at me, which I'd been waiting for. Extending one hand towards her, ma'am, do you have staff or family here with you? Are you in need of assistance? She got red and started making a squeaky choking noise. She then started looking really peeved but unsure of what to say. She finally clenched her jaw and just stormed off. I turned showing my shirt to the actual employee and wished her a good day as she tried not to laugh. Sadly, I didn't see or hear anything else from the lady the rest of my visit. 
This is actually brilliant. Talk about right place, right time. Way to make use of the props you have available. But honestly, the fact that he was just willing to go along with it and see what happens is kind of my favorite part. That's how you end up with a great story. Like this one. Me? I would have done everything in my power to avoid that Karen as soon as I had identified exactly what she was. My wife doesn't seem to understand you have to give respect to get respect. For context, our kid has been mouthing off to her mother lately, which I've corrected her on every occurrence. Working long days, I'm not around a lot of the time to witness things said and done. My wife does have a tendency of dramatizing everything, and I've become the referee between the two, it seems. The two often have very different stories of what happened. A few days ago, I was at work. Our daughter stayed home from school because she's sick. My wife is a stay-at-home mom, but it's also a hobbyist writer. She had a writer friend over. She hadn't been to our new home yet, which isn't really new. We moved in five years ago. But anyways, my kid was upstairs in her bed. She said she had just fallen asleep when her mom and the friend walked in unannounced and turned on all the lights. My wife was giving her friend a tour of the house. That is one thing I cannot stand. My wife feels the need to show everyone every single room, closet, even the inside of the fridge. Upstairs is the bedrooms in her office. There's really no need for visitors to go up there, unless it's her office. My kid was embarrassed. She knows the friend, but not that well. Plus, this lady is very critical when it comes to children. She thinks they're all lazy. If it was my wife's mother, for example, that would have been a completely different story, and our kid wouldn't have been bothered. A few hours later, the friend left, and my wife and daughter went at it. She told her mom she doesn't want people in her room, and especially when she's in it. My wife bickered that it's her house, not our child, so that she doesn't have a say. I 100% sided with my child on this one. I asked my wife, what if our kid was changing her clothes and you just walk in with your friend completely unannounced? She had specifically asked previously not to bring people into her room, yet my wife continues doing it. My wife again threw around, it's our house, I don't need to knock to open the door. My argument was, it's her room. Her privacy is just as important as our privacy, even though she's a child. My wife said this is a perfect example of why our child has no respect for her, because I always side with her. So I said, you have to give respect to get respect. She believes I'm giving the girl a complex and teaching her to have no respect for authority. I think she's teaching our kid that her privacy feelings and requests don't matter. Am I the jerk? No, absolutely not. As you said, you 100% sided with your child on this one and you 100% made the right decision. That level of respect and privacy needs to be established. I understand it seems like not so long ago she was a baby or a two-year-old and maybe this kind of thing wasn't as big of a deal, but she is her own person now. And that's something that mom really needs to learn to respect. Because if she doesn't, then yes, she is going to lose the respect of her daughter. And I don't think anyone in this situation wants that. Not mom mom, not dad, and not the daughter. Everyone wants to have a good relationship with their mom initially. It's when things start to go south that it's hard to recover from. Don't start that slope now. Sorry roommates, I'm not obligated to feed all of you as well. For some background, I live in a house with four other people. Three of us have been here from the beginning, house is in my name, and the other two have since invited their girlfriends to live with us. Until recently, there's never been a problem with me buying and cooking my own food and not sharing anything. However, it started in October. I went to Walmart, spent nearly $400 on groceries for myself, and decided to cook myself dinner. As I'm sitting down in my room eating my sausages, one of their girlfriends, we'll call her girlfriend one, opens my door without knocking and comes into my room and 
then asks, did you seriously only cook for yourself? This threw me off and I thought that maybe she was partially joking. However, when I laughed a bit, she started going off about, it's no wonder you can't get past the first date and how crappy of a roommate I am and that I don't offer food for everyone else. I didn't even attempt to argue. Instead, I elected to just smile and wave until she left my room without closing my door. Again, sometime in November, all four roommates had friends over and were playing cards against humanity as a group. I was not playing. I instead was hanging out in my room alone. Around 2 a.m. I got hungry and decided it was time for some food. I ordered some halal food and when I say some, I mean three meals and some sides. Fast forward to 3.30 a.m. and I'm getting my food, walk back into the house and everyone has this look in their eyes like I just saved the day. And girlfriend one and girlfriend two both gasp and smile until I walk past the living room and go straight to my room. As I'm closing the door, I hear girlfriend one getting worked up, calling me names and telling the guest, he always does this, he's the worst roommate, followed by laughter of everyone in the room. Mind you, nearly a year ago, I bought my own trash can for my room, continue to buy paper plates and use the same few cups that are kept in my room. I did slash do this because dishes pile up in this house in a matter of days and will sit in the sink for months. And because I was sick of being told that I could contributed to the mess, knowing full well I didn't because I clean my dishes after I cook or use them. Girlfriend 2 goes on to tell everyone that I buy my own dishes, toilet paper, garbage bags, etc., and even have a mini fridge in my room because I'm just greedy and hoard my food. This reasonably upset me, and I lost my self-control and proceeded to berate her and Girlfriend 1 for their lack of self-awareness, to which Roommate 1 would react by telling me, I would go back in my room if I knew what was good for me. I went back into my room and thought maybe that was the end of it all. Am I the jerk for giving them all 60 days to get out? Ah, uh, that's a little harsh, I feel. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more to the situation and this is only a couple of small examples, right? But I totally get where you're coming from. But also, this is just a minor lack of respect more than anything. It's not as if they're going and taking your food and eating it and things like that. They're just being a little salty because you didn't get anything for them too. And that's just being a little entitled. They need to understand that you're not obligated to buy them food. I don't know how often they get something for you when they order food. But if that is something that's happening and you never return the favor, it does kind of start to feel like it's not an even relationship. At the same time, they're not obligated to get you anything they chose to and if you choose not to reciprocate then that's up to you they would just proceed to not get you anything in the future if they were really feeling like it was an issue but I do feel like this whole thing is kind of escalated beyond what it should have been I hope they're able to find some kind of peaceful resolution to this whole thing it really sounds like you just like to keep to yourself and do your own thing. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Them thinking that's a bad roommate is the real opposite way of thinking. The bad roommate is the one who makes a bunch of noise at 3.30 in the morning, coming home drunk or whatever, breaking things all the time, things like that. Quietly sitting in your room and ordering food for yourself, I see no issue with that. You're not even making dishes or anything like that. You're trying to have as little impact on them as possible. Just leave you alone. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.